Hey, everybody. Aaron Dillon here, Managing Director of AG Dillon & Co. We're a venture capital firm focused on pre-IPO companies with investment funds for individual investors, family offices, financial advisors, and institutional investors. All right, so I got a pre-IPO company update for you here for the week ending 03 March 2023. Today, we'll hit on big company news for last week, large capital raises, individual pre-IPO company stock performance update. All right, so I wanted to take a look at what is happening across valuations uh, for the largest VC-backed tech companies. I like to look at the primary financing rounds last valuation and adjust that for the stock's secondary market performance. I also consider 409A announcements in there too. That's an internal valuation that's set by the company each year. Sometimes those are publicly announced. If it is, I'll include it. Also important, I'm showing companies that here that are active in the secondary market. So great businesses like Canva, Miro, and Plaid aren't included. They don't have big secondary markets. All right, so here are a few highlights. Uh, SpaceX and N26 are the only two companies that post positive gains for their last primary financing round. SpaceX just raised in January 2023 and was up. And I'm showing uh, from the last round in June of 2022 to the end of February of 2023 numbers here that it was up 9%. N26 is like a steady eddy. These guys have basically zero volatility in the stock, which is wild since their last uh, primary round showing up 1% as of the end of February. Big losers are Instacart down 77% since the last primary round. Kraken is down 68%. Chimes down 67%. Those are big, big downturns. Uh, every stock outside of SpaceX and N26 is down double digits with most of them down, uh, actually a majority of them down 40% or more. It's just brutal. Uh, from a ranking perspective, SpaceX and Stripe are still up uh, up top. Databricks jumped up two spots ahead of Instacart and Checkout.com. Big movers were in 26, moving from number 16 to number nine. That's a seven-spot move. And rippling from number 14 to number eight. That's a six-spot move. Uh, that said, my good buddy Don Needy at Social Leverage constantly reminds me of liquidity preferences, liquidation preferences, excuse me, for preferreds come into play in situations like this where the valuation is a dramatic drop. When venture capital firms invest into a, a company, they typically get preferred shares. Preferred shares have a liqui liquidation preference or the venture capital firm is guaranteed to get a specific return on their investment before other shareholders. So there are times where the VCs can command up to a 2X plus return on their investment through this liquidation preference. So it's a big deal. You gotta pay attention to this, especially when valuations come down. So it's not as simple as just buying the stock. It's important to understand if the stock that you're buying is preferred or common shares. And if it is preferred, where exactly in the cap table you are uh, in that stack, because there's even different levels of preferreds. So you got to keep an eye on that. And naturally, debt comes first, preferreds come next, and then commons after that. So naturally, when a pre-IPO stock, uh, stock prices are going up, none of this is really a problem. But if it's going down, then they currently, uh, like they are currently are today, you need to be smart about how you're transacting. All right, so uh, on to another kind of unflattering topic, uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank, or SVV as it's uh, affectionately called uh, with venture firms, uh, serves as a private fund, man serves private fund managers like PE or venture capital firms and their portfolio companies. The bank is the 16th largest in the US with 209 billion in consolidated assets per the Federal Reserve. That's their December 31st, 2022 numbers. SVV announced a balance sheet restructuring that included an equity capital raise. 
So you see SVP took in substantial deposits in 2021 with the VC boom and subsequently brought bought long dated mortgage backed securities and other allowable securities. Right. So as you know, banks need to balance their uh, balance sheet. So they got to take in a lot of deposits. You got to issue loans or you got to buy qualified marketable securities to offset those incremental deposits with the rapid funds, uh, Fed funds rate increases and bond prices, uh, the bond prices drop dramatically. Right. So rates go up, bond prices, excuse me, bond prices go down and rates go up. Right. And uh, pair this with customer withdrawals as venture capital firms were not funding businesses and SVV, SVB VC backed companies needed cash to run their businesses. So they're withdrawing money uh, deposits from the bank and 9% of SVB's debt portfolio is in loans to early and mid-stage VC backed companies who will most likely default on their loans. It made it a very challenging situation for the bank. And these circumstances required a balance sheet reset and a capital infusion SVP's management team made the announcement on Wednesday, the 8th of March, and customers started to pull deposits, and there was a, currently a run on the bank. So SVP stock price plummeted by more than 60% on Thursday, 9 March, and was down another 60% in pre-market trading on Friday the 10th. I'm recording this on Friday morning. SVP announced pre-market that they are looking to sell the business, so something's going to happen here or over the weekend, it kind of smells of the great financial crisis, to be honest with you, and what was going on with some of the banks uh, uh, during that period. It's just an incredible turn of events. The downstream impact of what this could mean for venture capital-backed companies is really interesting. A lot of late-stage VC-backed companies were using debt uh, from the likes of Silicon Valley Bank to fund growth in their businesses. And this was better than ver versus tapping the equity markets with very depressed valuation. We just went through those uh, earlier. As we, you know, as we previously discussed. So who wants to raise capital and lock in a primary financing round valuation that's 40% plus off your last round? You know, venture debt is a way to kick in, uh, kick the can down the road and still deliver incredible, uh, an incredible round and increased market share, but uh, but wait until the broader market comes back to, to do the equity markets, right? So you can drive growth, right? You can pick up market share by using the venture debt and then come back when the markets come back and do the equity round. And hopefully you just keep going with the primary equity round. You get a nice, you know, kind of consistent trend on primary financing round valuation. But with this event, I believe that all lenders to venture back companies with these SV, this SVB kind of debt restructuring and potential sale here, I believe that all the lenders to VC back companies are going to get more conservative. Lenders will be active, but there's going to be less capital out there and there's going to be a higher risk premium associated also, some companies, if they're not profitable and they're not growing well, I think they're just going to be out of luck. They're not going to be able to find vendors and it's going to force them to make some dramatic expense cuts to get profitable. So they don't need uh, they don't need debt or capital anymore. So we're talking layoffs, et cetera, or they may just be forced to go to the equity markets if they can't cut deep enough at these depressed valuations. It's just not a great situation. As an investor, it's a very interesting time for us, right? So there's an old Baron Rothschild quote that says, buy uh, where there's blood in the streets, right? Buy when there's blood in the streets. And that's literally what's happening right now. So I got a CIO buddy of mine that tells me he thinks that this could be one of the greatest investment opportunities of our lifetimes. You have to have a strong constitution to step into markets uh, when these kind of events are occurring. But those that have the guts to do it stand and make outsized returns. So in my opinion, just be smart and pick your spots. You gotta diversify, you gotta look for quality, 
You got to find great management teams. Ensure that the cap table isn't against you with all this, you know, preferreds with these crazy liquidation preferences. If you're able to pull this off, I believe you stand to make a great return. All right, now let's look at some big capital raises for the week. We got one new Decacorn and two new unicorns this week. So it's a big week, right, for capital raises. So Wiz is a cloud uh, security platform. It raised a $300 million Series D at a 13 point, or excuse me, $10.3 billion valuation. That's a 72% increase from its last round in October of 2021. Uh, that's a new Decacorn, folks, right? Uh, so inside Salesforce, Sequoia Index Ventures, Bernard Alnart, and Howard Schultz, that's Starbucks CEO, all invested. Uh, Kindbody, a woman's healthcare services biz, and Headway, an online therapist solution, both reached unicorn status this week. Kindbody uh, put up a $1.8 billion valuation. It's 194% up from its last round in August of 22. That's awesome valuation growth there. And Headway was uh, put up a billion-dollar valuation that's up 30% from its last round in May of 2021. Headway had some big hitters in the round two with Thrive and Dreesen Horowitz and Excel all investing. So keep your eye out for that company. Okay, so uh, now let's take a look at uh, secondary market stock performance for the last week. PIPO stocks were down for the week, a negative 42 basis points. S&P 500 was up 2%. S&P 500 growth was up 2.01% for the week. Uh, Pre-IPO stocks were trailing public stocks year-to-date by approximately 7.5%. OpenSea and Kraken incredibly still lead the individual stock performance year-to-date. You would think with all the issues surrounding crypto and NFTs that these that these companies, that that would not be the case. But uh, perhaps it's like last man standing trade. Like these two companies are still out there cranking in the crypto space, in the pre-IPO space. A lot of the other ones have fa- kind of fallen away. So they're probably getting a lot of attention there. Um, Brex and Databricks are also hanging in there, up 12% and 9% respectively. Chime and Airtable are down big. Chime's down 32%. Airtable's down 22% for the week. Stripe, Discord, Flexport, and Epic Games are all down around 15% uh, year to date. Kraken was the big winner for the week, uh, up 13%. Revolut was down 7%. Rippling was down 6%. And, uh, okay, let's end it there. If you have any pre-IPO stock research needs, please reach out. Love to dive in with you. Also, we have two funds available for investment right now. For SpaceX-only exposure, visit agdillon.com slash SpaceX. The big rocket Starship is launching soon, and their satellite internet, uh, their internet satellite business, Starlink, is scaling fast so it's a great entry point to get into spacex in my opinion we got about uh, 3.4 million dollars raised to date and we aim to close the fund in mid-march or excuse me in mid uh, at the beginning of april and for diversified pre-ipo exposure check out agdillon.com top 15 that's spacex stripe canva instacart epic games discord plat etc diversified exposure to free pre-ipo stocks uh thanks and we'll see you guys all next week